Hey, thanks for listening to the Blended Podcast. I'm Megan. I have a 16-year-old daughter named Tana from my previous marriage who is with us full-time. And in 2018, I married my husband, Chris. His daughter, Lena, is nine from his previous marriage. And I'm Derek, and I have Zeke, who's 11, Kingston, who's nine from a previous marriage, and married Jesse in 2018, and she didn't have any kids, but now we have one on the way. So walk with us as we share our crazy blended lives. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another blended podcast. Megan here with Derek, and we've got our good friend, Jeremy Holtbrook with us as well and today we're going to be kind of looking at uh maybe a non-typical blended family but i think it's something that's becoming more typical unfortunately and that is the foster care or foster to adopt and how that plays a, a huge role in the blended families that we know today awesome guys thanks for having me uh i am so honored to be with you you guys have covered some great things and uh let's just throw this out there for a fact no family models perfect. Um, there is no such thing as perfect parenting, uh, but there can be purpose parenting. And uh, for my wife, Sarah and I, we have a biological son, Carson, who's nine years old, just started the fourth grade. Um, but about a you know, handful of years ago, we, we, we considered what, what, what about a second child? What does that look like for us? And um, through a couple of concerns, health concerns and some decisions, we decided, we researched there were 10,000 kids in the state of Kentucky in the foster care process uh and you know every one of those kids has a story every story matters to god um we thought maybe one of the best things we could do is to look into fostering and and at first it wasn't even to foster to adopt it was just like what is fostering what does it look like how can we help kids one at a time um and it even started our our first adventure in it was with a young four-year-old girl and her two-year-old little brother so our first case was actually siblings uh, and that was a roller coaster uh, of emotionally. Um, matter of fact, man, the first night I remember this vividly was a Friday. We got actually midnight on a Friday morning, but that Friday evening, I was going to go. I was participating in something, and she said, "Good luck, Daddy." She'd been in my house, you know, fourteen hours. Wow. Um, so that was just so like, what in the world? And my wife starts crying, and I'm like, I didn't cry till I get in the car, but I stopped. <laughs> um, but the fact is. Every kid is a healthy relationship away from being on a better story. Uh, and we believe that. And so we fostered. Uh, we went to this another concept, which a lot of people don't know about. It's called respite care. It's more of a uh, planned or just emergency temporary fostering. Like, for example, there are some foster families that have family emergencies. Maybe someone passes away and they just need help. And so we've actually brought in older teenagers to our house for a weekend or a week at a time uh, just to help out. Uh, But you know, it's a short term ordeal. Um, You don't have to be a foster parent to change the foster world. You can respite care. I would say some of the greatest things that's ever happened to us were our friends and families that circled around us that said, hey, how about this? Jeremy and Sarah, here's tickets to go go see a movie. You guys go enjoy it. We'll stay here and watch the kids for the next few hours or they bring us cookies or come over and do our laundry. Like, that's ridiculous. We, we had a house full at one point and they said, Hey, can we come do your laundry? And I thought, what is wrong with you? Why would you want to do that? <laughs> this was just a circle of care. Um, so again, there people are called to do different things, uh, but love, love isn't a state of perfect care at all. 
it's an active noun like struggle to love someone is to strive to accept that person as they are just just exactly as the way they are right now um and so love looks a lot different when you're inviting people into your house uh we were blessed we we went through the uh with ramey home ramey east at foster care program which gave us monthly trainings uh for the things that we didn't know was coming so we were really prepared i feel we were really prepared and there are things that you can't be prepared for like what happens when you do say goodbye that's hard because when you have the heart of a parent if it's for a day a week a month or a year you get attached pretty darn quick because you are that protector provider that the you know you're the parent and so if they do leave there is a weird void and i think a lot of people are afraid of that but i mean i think if you love even for a little while it's better than never having that love at all yeah. Uh, so what's it look like for a family? It's all about how is your family? Um, you know, I, I often wondered, I, I truly question how will bringing in a foster child or an adopted child affect my relationship with my biological one? Um, and I think it's probably the same as bringing a new biological baby into your family. You know, I don't want to divide my love for, for this, you know, my big kid. Right. Turns, multiplies. It is exponential love. Love's a weird thing. The more you hold on to it, the less you have. But the more you give away, the more you get back. It's a very weird equation with love. So um, fostering has been good to us. And then we're blessed with the little boy that we have. We got him when he was four months old. And uh, he's now three and a half, and he's adopted. We, he is forever ours. Um, and he's got a beautiful story, too. So I love it. Was there a conversation? How old was your son when you started this journey? So our biological son? Yes, sorry, your biological so, son. I think he was four years old when we started foster parenting, uh, which is cool because you haven't really had the stork talk yet. Right. Kind of, matter of fact, the, the Dylan, our adopted son, I hate to use this word, but the transaction, when we brought him to our house, it actually happened at a Burger King parking lot in Boyd County. So we call him the Whopper baby. And so I love that. I have a friend who actually picked her adopted daughter up in the Walmart parking lot. So she jokingly tells people we got her at Walmart. So. <laughs> it's great. I mean, yeah, no, but I was just um, curious if you had a, I know he was four. So that, mm -hmm. did you have a conversation with him about what was going to happen? Like, did you include him, I guess, in, in a conversation prior? Absolutely. Uh, you know, at, at four and five years old, there, there can be the, I want a little brother, little sister, you know, sometimes they're cognitive enough to know that. And, and Carson was definitely ahead of the curve there on his emotions and his intelligence. And so we would say, Hey, we're thinking about doing this. And then we would bring him to the trainings with us, which was a cool thing because then he could actually interact with other kids. And, you know, it's one of those when you start preschool or kindergarten and you're interacting with other kids and he's like, oh, they got brothers and sisters. That must be awesome at the house. He was like, I mean, I was his best friend at the house, um, which was right. for me. But, uh, you know, the conversation, hey, we're considering now it's not going to be, you know, may not be a baby. And it turned out being our first encounter with someone that was only a couple months younger than him. And then a two, you know, two year old, uh, another younger sibling. But. He was in on it the whole time, and, and we actually, we enjoyed that kind of the process. How have you seen it um, since then for him? I'm sure discipline, I mean, it, it's hard for a kid, you know, him, him being nine and brother being four. Like, I know my kids are 
kind of close together, but the discipline's different. How how has he acted? Does he does he see a difference? Does he mention it? You know that kind of thing. I'll be honest. I was I was so excited when Carson got out of diapers that the process of now there's a four month old in diapers. I was like, oh man, we got to start this again. Uh, but but I think I mean again, we brought in a four month old and he's he was five. You know when when we when we got Dylan and um, he just knew here's here's a little baby and he also. I won't be really honest. Our, our adopted son, Dylan has never spent a night in the house with his biological parents. Uh, he went straight from the hospital to another foster home for four months and then to our house. And so of course, Dylan knows nothing different in the world. I am his, you know, to him, I'm daddy to, and Sarah's mama. And, uh, but to Carson, you know, it started off young, but you know, Carson was again, five, here comes this four month old. Um, disciplinary is a weird thing. Uh, you, Again, you always discipline a five-year-old different than a four-month-old. Uh, but what's I think what's been more encouraging to me is Carson's ability to also be a part of the whole thing. Like, Dylan, we don't hit people, you know. And Dylan looks up to Carson as the big bubba, uh, which is a great thing. So I, I would actually say it's been a partnership more than it's been a learning experience. Um, Carson's been as great with him as anybody. Oh, that's awesome. Now, you were mentioning earlier that uh, Dylan has siblings. Um, it's a very unique story about how they're still kind of part of his life. Sure. And so there's always these outside factors. Um, and some of them are beautiful and some of them pull on your heart. Dylan, of course, when we got him was four months old. Well, he had two older brothers, um, same parents, same biological parents. And uh, they're Bray and Hunter. Well, Bray and Hunter are just amazing young men as well. Matter of fact, they are five and seven right now. So my son's nine, then there's five and seven, then, and then Dylan, you know, is, is bringing up the rear there at almost four. Um, but we always knew about those boys. And at the time, they were also taken away from the biological parents. And so they were in foster care as well. But what, is, what has happened in the meantime is we are good friends with a family who decided they wanted to get the two older brothers at their house and so actually just just a couple weeks ago Bray and Hunter the older brothers were adopted and so we have Dylan now Bray and Hunter and they live just a couple miles away we go to the same church uh and then oddly enough Dylan being Dylan Dylan will turn four in December he has a two-year-old little sister that was born all from the same parents but all not living with their biological parents obviously well, now the little sister is in the process of being adopted from the older brothers, the mother that has them, her brother. And so now there are these four kids, biologically, three brothers and a sister, being adopted by pretty much people from the same family. Uh, and our intention is, is to let them grow up together. So we all go to the same birthday parties. We go to the same Fourth of July's. We do Christmas together. And we, wouldn't, we didn't do that before. Um, but we love these people and we want these boys and the girl to have a family together. And so again, here's now here's my son, Carson, who now thinks he has five or six brothers and sisters now, because you know, the family that adopted the two boys already had a son and a daughter. So Carson just thinks his family blew up like a firework and it, it's a good thing, but it's, um, it's interesting. Uh, you don't have to do it that way. You know, you can kind of silo it and, and say, Hey, this is my son. And, whatever it is, but we just thought for the healthiness of Dylan and especially the two older brothers who were there from day one, um, they deserve that opportunity to, to always be a family. 
Well, I love that. And you want to talk about the uh, the abnormal view of blended three complete different families. I mean, even though you're close because you go to church, still three complete different families, probably raised different everything. Now, not necessarily co-parenting, but kind of co-parenting adopted kids together with holidays, with visitations, with, you know, I'm just saying, I only have to do that with one other family, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it's, it's stressful at times. And so, man, what a, what a picture of a, a big blended family in that. And that's beautiful. It's neat. It's neat. We're blessed, man. Again, I mean, some of my funnest times, even, even in the dad sense is when the two brothers come over and stay at our house. Like when you see those boys play together, it's, it's, it's neat because again, Dylan, the little one, never really spent a night in the house with those two older brothers, even though they're biologically brothers, they were never together. And to watch them play and to actually, for me to watch the older brothers saying, Oh my gosh, Dylan is literally a clone of those kids. They've never lived in the same house, but they act the same way. It's, it's, it's neat for me. Okay. So you talked about uh, the, all of the adopted families coming together and having this big community, raising the children, you know, in each other's lives and things like that. But it, it brought me to another question about the biological parents. So after you adopt them, is there any kind of contact made with the biological parents at this point, or how does that play into all of this? You know, there's some weird legal ramifications and there's, you know, when you adopt somebody legally, you are, you know, the protector, you're the assigned parent. The foster process looks a little bit different. Um, and so I think a lot of people are scared of this because they don't understand it, but it's really essential. The greatest gift that we can give children is a caring family, period. Uh, fostering, when you're in the foster care system, the goal is to actually restore the family. Um, and I'll just be honest, in our case, a lot of the reason why we had the children was because biological parents had some legal issues, had some chemical dependency issues. And so we were kind of like the substitute parents for that time. And, and sometimes that is the mindset for this for this season, for such a time as this, we are going to invest and love into the life of this child or children. Well, for us, a part of that also became, how can we care? How can we pray? How can we mentor the biological parents? Um, because in all actuality, it's not us against them. It actually should be, how can we help them? Because we love this kid so much. We want to make sure that if he does indeed go back to these parents, that they're healthy. It's, it is all about the health of a family. And so, yep, that sounds hard already. And you know what? It sounds messy because it is messy. People are messy. Uh, but that's the, name, that's the name of God's plan, healthy families. And so what we try to do, we try to do our best. Now, I will say there were times that it, incarceration happened. And you can't, can't really invest a lot into it when, when that happens. But, uh, you know, life happens. And uh, our goal as foster parents was also to be foster influencers to the biological parents. And, you know, it, it did happen that we adopted him and we are the parents. And to be quite honest, the, the biological father signed off consent and thanked us for adopting his son. Um, I was touched by that. I mean, I hugged him. I, I was just absolutely touched that, that, I mean, life happens, things get messy, but I was, um, it's funny. I, I don't know if I told Derek this. I was, 
trying to figure out how to best communicate this. I was reading the back of a toothpaste box. Yep, life is weird. Um, if you, this is great. If you ever read the back of a toothpaste box, there's two different boxes, active ingredient and inactive ingredient. And this is not rocket science. The active ingredient of toothpaste is, is fluoride. It's what you know, coats and protects the enamel of your teeth. It's the great thing. Unfortunately, it tastes terrible. So there has to be an inactive ingredient. Maybe that's bubble gum or blueberry. It, my nine-year-old needs the blueberry flavor of toothpaste to keep it in his mouth for 30 seconds for that fluoride to protect his teeth. So we need an inactive ingredient for the active to work, if that makes sense. Kids and families, the active ingredient, we want there to be a healthiness, a, a family of health, a healthy family. The inactive ingredients just encouraging relationships. So we have to somehow use this, this encouraging relationship for, for a long enough timeline that the healthiness comes on. And that, that's kind of how I've seen this whole foster care adoption process. Let's use what let's use our best tools so that or let's plant the right seeds so that God can work on the root. Um, and that's just kind of been our story, but, it, but it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like, it's not the way, but it's a way, um, but it's what's worked for us. All right. Well, Jeremy, thanks so much for talking about, uh, man, just the blessing of blended and foster adopt families. Uh, is there any kind of thing you might want to say to anybody that maybe is processing this? Maybe they're, uh, thinking about becoming a foster a respite or even adoptive family. Sure. Um, here's, here's a cool thing. A, if you're waiting till timing's perfect, you're never going to get there. Uh, if, if you're worried about being a perfect parent, again, you're never going to get there. God's probably placed this on your heart for a reason. It's because he knows you. Uh, he created you. Um, what I would say is it's okay to take time and do research, but I believe, I believe that, that, that thought process is happening for a reason. There are kids that need you. And, and maybe it's for a short season. Maybe it's for a, a long season. Maybe it's for a forever season. But I know that every kid deserves to be loved by somebody who has been called to love them. Um, there's no guilt or no shame in it. I'm not going to say you're going to miss out the greatest blessing in the world. That, that would not work. I'm just saying life is a lot better when we share it. Um, and you'll never regret it. No matter if, if, if they eventually do leave your house, you won't, you'll never regret doing the right thing, loving a kid. And so, um, maybe you're not called to adopt, maybe you're not called to foster, but man, look into respite. How can, maybe, maybe you're called to take a kid on a camping trip and that in itself, God bless you. I don't camp. I think, listen, <laughs> roughing it for me is, is like a hotel without room service. I don't do that, but maybe you do fishing. That would be great. Or maybe you know somebody who's considering foster care and adoption and your role is to be their cheerleader. I love having crazy neighbors. Be that neighbor. Knock on their door. Can I cut your grass for you? Because you see the people that are changing the world through this adoption and foster process, change theirs, help theirs. Because in 10 years from now, say that kid is out of the foster care system, they're an adult, they're going to be somebody's neighbor. They're going to think, Man, remember that one neighbor that came over and cut our grass or brought us cookies? You can change the world by your kindness every day. Uh, so foster care, adoption, or just being a cool neighbor, roll with that. And uh, God bless you for doing that. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys, for joining in. Thanks, Jeremy, for hanging out with us today. 
Hey, don't forget, you can head over to facebook.com backslash blended podcast. Give us a like, jump in on the conversation. Uh, we'll throw something up there. Maybe you can let us know uh, if you're a foster parent and uh, your story. We'd love to hear from you as well. Um, but again, thanks for uh, listening to the blended podcast and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the blended podcast with Megan and Derek, a positive alternative radio production. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. You can learn more at walkfm.org.